Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to a badge of honor. And my name is Joshua. And today I want to read from um, the book of um, Matthew, chapter 12, and verse 3 and 4. Matthew chapter 12, verse 3 and 4. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was unhungered, and they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God, and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priest. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to talk today on a, on a topic or a subject. Um, David, a type of Christ. Now, for me to be able to proceed and continue and for you to have a clarity and a clearer understanding of this topic, I will have to define some concepts of um, scripture. And one of those concepts that I want to define is the concept of Christophany. Now, Christophany actually is defined as the non-physical manifestation of Christ. That is the pre-incarnate Christ. Um, and when, what we mean by the pre-incarnate Christ was that Christ actually showed up even before his physical manifestation on earth when he was born by Mary and Joseph. Um, Joseph, his... Um, his um, surrogate surrogate father earthly father but his father was actually god and um one of those examples of christophany is when we talk about melchizedek the bible says melchizedek the king of salem remember the first mention of melchizedek was when abraham had gone to defeat the kings that came against sodom and gomorrah and Abraham was coming back with the booty, with the, with the things they had collected from the land of Sodom and Gomorrah with their children and their wives and their property and also what he had um, collected back from the kings that came to fight those nations. And on his way back, the Bible says that he met Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and of course, Salem is representative and a short form of Jerusalem. Even before the Jerusalem was physically present, uh, the Bible says that Melchizedek was the king of Salem. And um, the Bible also makes us to understand that Melchizedek was without a beginning and was without an end because he didn't talk about his death and he didn't talk about his history before the point at which he was mentioned. And actually, the Bible also makes us know in the New Testament that Jesus Christ, uh, Melchizedek, was like unto Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ also did not have a beginning, neither did he have an end because he, he, was, he ascended into heaven. And so uh, Christophany is um, simply defined as the non-physical manifestation of Christ on earth. And David also is a type of Christ. 
Now, I have to also explain the concept of type and shadow. Now, when I'm talking about or when the scripture talks about type and shadow, it talks about a situation or a principle or a concept whereby we see somebody whose life points at Christ or whose representation and lifestyle, even before the pre in, that's a situation of the pre-incarnate Christ before Christ was physically manifest upon the face of the earth. When we talk about the Old Testament, uh, the Bible says that the Old Testament is Christ concealed while the New Testament is Christ revealed. So the concept of the um, type and shadow um, talks about where Christ is being concealed in the New Testament, explaining people uh, in the like of Christ. And an example of the type and shadow of Christ is David. And I will explain further while I move ahead, but while I'm still defining it, I will just give you examples of people that represented or pointed to Christ or their lives were, was a prophetic um, discourse about how Christ was going to be because everything and the personality and the person and the birth and the resurrection and the life and the walkings and the doings and the move of Christ that was physically revealed when he walked the face of the earth or when he was physically present or physically manifest in flesh uh, it was explained in the Old Testament by different actors. For example, David was a type of Christ. Uh, Jonah was a type of Christ because Jonah was in the belly of the, the whale for a period of three days, which also connotes and depicts or represents that Christ will be in the belly of the earth for a period of three days, after which he was to resurrect and Christ died and he was in the belly of the earth for three days, just like the life of Jonah, prophetically explaining that Christ was going to die and he was going to be in the belly of the earth for a period of three days, after which the earth, which is the whale, will spew him out and he will be resurrected. And if you also look at the type and shadow of Christ, when you also look at the entire temple of the congregation, the way God explained for it um, to be designed, he said that the nail or the peg that was supposed to be used to hold the temple down in the temple, uh, in, in the congregation, um, or in the tabernacle of the congregation, that the nail was to be nailed halfway into the ground, representing and connoting that uh, Christ will die and he will be buried and then he will resurrect. So that is why the nail was not physically nailed into the ground totally, depicting or representing or prophetically explaining that Christ will die and that he will never resurrect. But he said it should be nailed in halfway. Uh, and halfway is that half of the nail will be in the earth, half will be out of the earth, depicting that he will die, but he will resurrect. Um, another type of Christ in the Bible, like I said, is David. And then I would like to proceed and continue with this discourse that we had. Now, why will David be able to enter into or be given by um, Ahimelech the priest, um, the showbread or what you call the bread of sobriety 
or what is also termed the bread of the faces, what is also termed the hollow bread, what is also termed as shoe bread, which is spelled S-E-S-H-E-W, or you call it show bread, S-H-O-W. And it is also called the bread of the presence. So this bread was, were actually upon a particular table, which was set in the tabernacle, in the inner court. And it was set on the northern side of the temple, depicting a place of provision. And that is why the Bible tells us that promotion cometh not from the south, nor the north, nor the east. And the reason why the Bible was silent about the north, because that is where promotion comes from. And provision, promotion uh, comes from the north. And he says, I look up to the hill from whence cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. So the bread of sobriety was kept on the northern part of the tabernacle, which represents the place of replenishment, the place of promotion, the place of provision. And this bread were 12 in number that were arranged in an array of two layers, six on each side. And um, it is called the bread of the presence, the, the bread of faces, representing each tribe of um, each of the tribes of Israel, which were 12. And um, this bread was meant for priests, and it was meant for priests alone. So my question was, why will God allow David partake of this bread? Uh, him and the people that were with him and they did not die. And God's wrath did not come against them. Remember Uzzah touched the ark. He had a good intention. He had a good heart. He had a good mind. Uzzah was the son of the priest that kept the, 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 the ark of God. And he was a priest in training. And when he himself and his colleague that rode with the um, Ark of Covenant, um, when the Ark got to a place where it was to fall, Uzzah had a good heart and tried to save the Ark of Covenant. And he touched it and God smith him and he died instantly. But so if Uzzah had a good heart, and Uzzah was of the tribe of the priests. And Uzzah's father kept the ark. And Uzzah was a prophet in training or a priest in training. And God still smith him. But how come God did not strike David dead? After Ahimelech, the priest, gave David and those that were with him five loaves of the showbread. And um, as I ask that question, now we know that um, David is a type and shadow of God. Now there's another principle that we should explain. And that principle is that the word of God is progressive revelation. I have thought about David being a type and shadow of God before. But the Holy Spirit just revealed this to me about four days ago while I was um, doing my Bible study. And I came to a place where God explained how the showbread should be kept and the Levitical order in the book of Leviticus. And um, who was meant to partake of the showbread? It was only the priest. 
and it was only the priest that could enter the inner court where the showbread were placed and um, David had no um, he was not from the tribe of Levi David was from the tribe of Judah and he had no priestly lineage just like Christ did not have a priestly lineage Christ was not of the tribe of Levi that was was to become a priest but eventually he became a priest and David's life is a type and shadow of Christ yes I knew but I did not know the greater light which was revealed and which I will explain to you right now in this message now David's life was a type and shadow of Christ in that when he defeated Goliath it was a representation that Christ the incarnate Christ that is Emmanuel that is Christ inside of man God inside of man uh, his name shall be called according to the prophecy of Isaiah that he shall be his name shall be called Emmanuel meaning that God is inside of man and um, when Christ became incarnate that is in flesh and he was born by Mary and he started his ministry it um, he, the life of David represented the life of Christ. When David de- de- defeated Goliath, it represents the fact that Christ was going to come and defeat the prince of the power of this world, which the Lord, God and the Bible explains the devil to be. Because when Adam fell, his singular sin, the Bible will always explain to you about sin without an S and sins with an S. When the Bible explains with, uh, with the sin of man, singular, it is talking about the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden. And that singular sin that brought about the sins, plural, uh, is the relinquishing of man's authority and dominion over the earth to be ruler to be the head, to be the king, to be the representative of God, to rule over the animals, the bed of the air, the fowl of the the the, the fowl of the sky, um, the the fish in the sea, and the animals, and over everything that creepeth. When man fell, he relinquished it unto Satan, and that was the singular sin of man, so that. David's life explained in his defeating of Goliath that the stronghold, that the strong man, which represents the devil, that Christ was going to come and he looked smaller because he was a man compared to the stronghold and he was going to defeat Satan on our behalf and then we were going to have freedom. Even as David defeated Goliath and then Israel... um, was set free from the bondage and from the ensnarement of the Philistines and that we also will be set free and will no longer be under the authority and leadership of the devil anymore. And that is the type and shadow that I understood David to be. But a greater light has come to me, which is a newer revelation. Like I said, scripture is... is, um, is a revealing and the Holy Ghost always reveals greater light 
the Holy Ghost will also come to explain better the old things that we knew and will bring a greater light. So whenever greater light and greater revelation or more revelation is added to the revelation we had, then we leave the old revelation and move with the greater revelation. Now, it is not that the old revelation like the Old Testament has been abolished. No, it is the foundation upon which the house that you see is built. And that is why Christ said, I have not, to, I have not come to abolish the Old Testament, the law or the prophets, but I have come to fulfill it because the law and the prophets speak of Christ. Everything in the 66 books of the law talks about one theme and that is the Christ. So, um, in this regard, what it means that the reason why God did not destroy David, it was because David was connoting the life of Christ, that Christ was going to come even as David got mercy in those days when he was being chased by Saul, Saul representing the old Adam. That's a type and shadow of the old Adam, King Saul was a type and shadow of the old Adam, the old order, like the Old Testament. Um, and the old order was trying to ensure that the new order does not come into play. That Adam that fell and wallowed in sin, even though he was still um, the one that was seen to be the ruler, uh, he had no power. And Christ had to come to take the place of Adam. And that's why the Bible also explains Christ as being that the, that the blood of Christ speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Uh, a type and shadow when the people came against God, God did not intend for Israel uh, to have a king over them. He intended to be the king and the ruler of the remnant he had created and a nation that he had formed out of nothing using father abraham to create a new nation that's why i said leave your father's house your king red and the people you know do not do the kind of traditions do not do the things they do and god formed a set of people from where he's going to bring his offspring to deliver mankind uh, from the fall of adam and when this nation was created, God intended to be the ruler and king of this nation. But they rebelled and said they wanted a king. And God gave them Saul, which God did not intend. And Saul was not the perfect will of God for them. So when Saul sinned, God told Samuel to anoint David. Now you remember, David was anointed a long time before he started ruling. Just like Christ had the rulership, he was king. In fact, God had ordained him to be the king of the Jews, the king of mankind, to be the ruler over mankind. But he was not accepted. Just like God did not accept, just like the people of Israel did not accept God and said they wanted a human king and God um, unwillingly gave them Saul and Saul sinned against God and that's how man when man fell Adam had been seen as a sinner so Saul was a representative or a type and shadow of Adam while David was a representative and type of Christ 
because it was through Adam that sin came into the world, but it was through Christ that redemption came into the world. And so David is a representation of Christ. And the reason why David was able to eat, and if you read, the, if you read that scripture, Matthew 12, 3 and 4 again, you will see that it was not only David that partook, even the, 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 the mighty men that followed David, they also partook of the bread of sobriety and they were not killed. And God's wrath did not come against them. And that is also representative or represents the fact that not only Christ will become a priest in the new order, in the new testament, in the new testament, that also the believers, the disciples of Christ will also be able to enter into the place of the presence, will also be able to partake of the bread of sobriety, of the show bread, of the bread of faces, of the hallowed bread. And that now connotes the new order whereby, according to 1 Peter 2, 9, that we are a chosen generation, a holy priesthood, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people who will show forth the praises of God. So this, the reason why David was able to partake of the showbread and the wrath of God and the people with him and the wrath of God did not come against them was because it was a prophetic statement and a prophetic declaration, a type and shadow and a prophecy that spoke through the life of David that this is what Christ will come and do for man once and for all whereby we're able to enter into the place, not just the inner court, but the holy of holies and go to the place of the presence and enter into the place of the mercy seat, which is above the, 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 the Ark of Covenant and uh, where the testimony lied under and the blood of the Lamb will speak better things for us than the blood of Abel. So, David was able to partake of the showbread and God did not kill him because, not because God changed his principle, but because God had a new plan, a new way, a new dimension. And the life of David was speaking about the life of Christ. And if you also see that David was anointed a long time before he became king, just like Jesus had already been king right from birth. Even when the wise men saw his star, they, they went to Herod and said to him that we have seen the star of a king that is born. But Christ did not rule on a throne on his earthly walk upon the earth until he died and he was resurrected before he was given a throne. So also, David had to labor before and he had to um, fight a lot of battles before he was able to sit upon the throne that had been he had been anointed for. So I will stop here um, because this is the whole scripture. I could continue to go on and on, but for time, I will stop here and I pray that God will bless us and open our eyes to even a greater light, a greater revelation, and a greater type and shadow. So I pray that even as you study the scripture, especially the Old Testament, the Old Testament is Christ concealed. Everything reveals about Christ. 
if you're reading the Old Testament and you haven't seen an image and a type and shadow of Christ, you haven't studied well. Just like when Joshua, when he began, when he took over the reign in first in first Joshua, Joshua one, um, you will find out that after they had battled, he saw an angel that seemed to him like an angel. Angels don't take worship, but he saw an angel and he said unto him, Whom did you come for? Is it for us or are you for against against us? And the same, what he seemed or thought was an angel said to him, um, neither as captain of the Lord of hosts have I come. Now that's Christophany. That is the non-physical manifestation of Christ. Um, I will, I will stop right here. Um, God bless us even as we continue to study. And when you study the Old Testament, when you see Christ, then you have studied right. God bless you, even as you, as you listen and as you pass it to other people in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.